welcome all to another edition of the Chump Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. Matt and Danny here with you. Halloween is officially over. Week 8 is officially over. How was your Halloween, Matt? Well, it was lovely. Would you like to hear about it, Danny? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, on a Saturday, we had a nice little get-together with the in-laws family, a little Halloween party. I had some beers, had a bonfire, had some some candies. Everybody dressed up. It was it was a nice little evening. It's just lovely. Uh-huh. Just and a quaint, uh, quaint little day. Sunday we we got uh the girl our two and a half year out year old out for her first year of trick or treating. How'd it go? Uh, she she's good at it. She said that <laughs> I'm I'm pretty good at trick or treat. I don't need you on my jock. Okay. Dad. I got candy from every household that I would. But <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it was a success. Uh, how about you? It was, it was good um it was good my four-year-old loved doing the trick-or-treating until he didn't anymore so we went up and down the houses he loves it he's running around his basket he's interacting with the neighbors he loves reading over trick-or-treat you know i'm chase from paw patrol talking to him thank you and then there just was a wall that got hit to where he is back his bag of candy got heavy but he wouldn't let me take some of the candy out of it my like, buddy why don't you like it's getting really heavy i know that you're getting a lot of candy why don't you I'll take some of it out, put it in my bag so it's lighter. No, I want to carry it. No, I want to carry it. And then it got to the point where it's like, I want to go home. It's like past his bedtime. <laughs> He's we've we've we came back already, went back out. So we did plenty, but there was just a <laughs> I'm fucking done with this. It's, and I want it's to our sleep. week these days. They got the the little tiny like <laughs> fancy bags or buckets or whatever. When I was a kid, you ripped the pillowcase off your pillow and you okay. filled that thing to the brim. But you you made sure your route was like a bow tie, where the middle was your house. So you'd That's like what we did, yeah. fill that pillowcase, get back to your house, dump it on your living room floor, and then go back out and do the other half of that bow tie. That's what we did. That's what we did. But but he is four, so I think. <laughs> well, it toughened him up, Danny. Jeez, right. right? So it was it was good though. Um, he got a lot of candy. It was it was just great. And you know what? The NFL had some good games this week, Matt, but also some major problems from an injury perspective and otherwise uh, Mm -hmm. came up in particular, three things of note, maybe more, I don't know, but we're going to start with the most important one. And the fantasy MVP up to this point, Derek Henry uh, goes down with a foot injury. He's having surgery on it. I think his fifth metatarsals broken or something along those lines. Correct me if I'm wrong on the details of that. And there, there was some concern. Apparently, when it's a fifth metatarsal, it's uh, what is it, a Jones injury or something? Yeah, here, which is injury. a very like serious, would have been season ending, but it's not. And six to ten weeks, and he should be back out there. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was surprising to hear because yeah, he got back out on the field, played the whole game, and you didn't hear much about it in game. He certainly looked a little slower, but yeah. sometimes he just takes a little bit to go get going. So you didn't know what was going on. I guess there was something going on <laughs> being Titans fans. We hope for a speedy recovery. All you tight, you Derrick Henry owners. I'm sure are hoping mm-hmm. for the same. Mm-hmm. Um, we should know to this. We're recording this on Monday, the day after Halloween. So there's a lot that can happen throughout the rest of the week, but already the Titans have signed Adrian Peterson. The is he 36, 37, 35, 36 years old. I think he is. Yeah. Um, to save the day. I mean, it could be worse. I'm sure the Titans are going to sign more people, but Matt, you have any interest? I do, but do you have any interest in throwing out waiver claims on Adrian Peterson? 
I mean, there's value really? in the role, right? No, I, I really think uh, McNichols is going to keep a lot of the productive work. I think AP signed for a little bit of veteran leadership and a lot of pass blocking. Um, and he can obviously carry the ball and catch the ball, but he's not going to be used at the age of 36 in a, a fantasy relevant role, in my opinion. He's not the next Frank Gore. <laughs> the Titans are just like, let's use him up like a tube of toothpaste. Just squeeze every drop out of this. We guy. did. We did that with Henry already. So why not? This guy? <laughs> but what's interesting, Matt, you said I, yeah, the six to 10 week thing, and they said six is kind of a, a long shot, the six weeks. But if he were to come back in six weeks, you know what he's coming back for. That's fantasy playoff time. So ah, it begs the question, what if you don't have an IR spot, do you cut Derrick Henry right now? Because he's most more than likely not going to be useful from a fantasy perspective the rest of the year. But if he were to be, it would be in your championship. Yeah, I think you got you got to roster the guy. I mean, obviously, if it's his first week back, I wouldn't want to have to start him, but Derek Sounds Henry, like though. <laughs> he could be back earlier. And yeah, he's Derrick Henry. And those games, especially if the Titans are without him for those weeks, they could drop a couple and they could be very important games for the Titans when he comes back to make playoffs. Yeah. So um, I think you got to keep rostering him. Hopefully you're in a league that's not like caveman league and you have an IR spot. Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, oh, but my IR is full too. Drop whoever's in your IR and put Henry in it. And while Whoever you're else at is it, not as valuable. And while you're at it, just get rid of the kicker in that league because they're stupid. So, um, uh, let's uh, talk about <laughs> that's more of a hot debate. Another piece of huge news came out. When did this come? That was in the middle of the day on Sunday. Calvin Ridley um, was a surprise rule out of the game for personal reasons about an hour and a half before the game, and then he posted on his social media that he's stepping away from football. Um, for the foreseeable future, how long he didn't put a timetable on it, and he's not going to put a timetable on it for mental health reasons. So it we and we haven't. I mean, good for him, good for him focusing on his mental health. That's important. Um, but there's no timetable. He could be out the rest of the season. He could be out for a couple of games. This could be the end of his career. I don't know what it is, but I think you have to hold on to Calvin Ridley, don't you, Matt? From a fantasy perspective, I don't know. I <laughs> It, it depends on the size of your league and your bench space and a lot of different factors. I think if, if you're in a pinch, I don't think you have to hold on to him. this offense. Isn't as monstrous as we expected it to be. And really it's Pitts and Patterson that are the, the fantasy players here. In my opinion, um, if he comes back, you never know if he'll, he'll leave again. These, these kind of issues are, like you said, it's good that he's finding help, but you never know week to week what's going on here. So, you can find receivers that are fantasy startable on the waiver wire every week. And sometimes they're training up and sometimes they're great ads. I don't know if you have to hold on to Ridley. Mm-hmm. And also Jameis Winston tore his ACL. Um, and then the saints won the game against the super bowl champion Buccaneers on the back of Trevor Simeon. So I don't know what the hell happened in that game, but good for the saints bad for Jameis Winston Taysom Hill is due to be working his way back from concussion protocol, so he may be able to start week nine. Um, I'm picking up Taysom Hill anywhere I can if I need quarterback help because that's great. Jameis is done, done, though. So what does this mean for Taysom Hill, the Saints, Kamara? I mean, 
Taysom Hill doesn't still have tight end eligibility in any league, does he? I don't think so. No, that would be that nice. would be that would be crazy. <laughs> I don't know if I feel comfortable starting him in a non in in just my quarterback slot. I feel like there's other options out there, mm-hmm. at least unless he just proves to not only be a huge cog in that wheel, but it to be a productive wheel as well. So I don't know. Nice. You like, like that? Yeah. I was pretty happy with how that flowed out of my mind. Yeah, you just made it up, didn't you? That yeah. was really good. Oh, gosh, we're making it here. Um, let's talk, Matt, about before we get into week nine's preview. This is going to be an early preview because, like I said, we're recording this on Monday, but we're halfway through the fantasy season after week eight. So let's talk a little bit about some champs and some chumps from this point in the league, uh, this point in the league, this point in the year in fantasy leagues. Um, we're not talking about obviously just the top scorers, but who surprised us compared to draft capital, but who we're just, we're loving here. My chumps champs. Who is your mid season champ for quarterback? Mine. I think longtime listeners are going to know that he's a baby bubba of ours, Matt Stafford. Yeah. He's on the Rams now, but it's good to see him succeeding. It's good. Finally. Cause he's in a major market to be getting hype from the media. They're like, Oh my God, this guy's good. He's always been good guys. <laughs> And uh, he's doing really well. I think he's quarterback two in fantasy right now. So you didn't have to spend much on him in fantasy. Um, and you're reaping the benefits right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I said that I'm not going to pick just the top one, but we do need to talk about Tom Brady being 43, 44 years old. I remember 44 years old. He's thrown 25 touchdowns and uh, over 2,600 yards. I mean, just great. I mean, it is crazy that leagues. Brady and Stafford are QB one and two right now in fantasy. Um, and I get like the Allen Murray, Mahomes, Lamar, I guess even still hype. But it, these guys halfway through the season putting up these kind of numbers is really, really cool. Yeah, really neat. You got a chump for quarterback so far? Off <laughs> the other end of the spectrum. I, I had his back all preseason. I, I thought he had. The NFL experience. I think he had the arm talent and if put to the right use, he could lead the Lions to some level of success. And I I still hold by that they got effed on some calls early in the year, but I think he's kind of I think he's let that get to him. And the team has, and they don't look good at all now. Like they don't <laughs> they don't look mm-hmm. like they'll win a game. So it's rough. I still like the Lions, still still one of my favorite dark horse teams every year, but and not going to be this year. Yeah. And for a chump, I was really big on Sam Darnold and he started out really, really hot. And then he got to the point where he's getting benched and just looking like crap. So I'm, I was really, it really had high hopes for him turning his career around in Carolina, but now it's not looking, not looking so hot. Uh, running back, Matt champ. So far, there are a few to pick from here. Um, Agreed. I don't want to steal yours. Let's we'll so, just go back and forth. Do you have a couple or just have one? Yeah, I, I can ping pong okay. a couple. Let's go back the first one I'm going to say forth. is Leonard Fournette because I always one. thought this guy was uber talented back in Jacksonville. And when he got dished to Tampa Bay, I was like, watch out. Like he, He's going to actually be the guy. And he didn't, didn't really do much his first year there. But he's, he's just dominated that role now. And he's shown that he is a really talented guy. He's not dealing with the lingering foot issue. There's always an issue in Jacksonville and all the other nonsense. And he's putting up really good numbers and he's not running back one or anything like that, but you're pretty dang happy if you took him and what round do you think he went in leagues? 
Oh my gosh, it was probably the him he, him and Ronald Jones went like back to back, remember? And it was like the eighth or it was like the seventh or eighth round because it was like the last of the starting running backs to go because they're like it's gonna be pass heavy and these guys are gonna split time. They just signed Gio Bernard and all that crap. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's been a good pickup and I'm I'm happy to see him. That's why he's a champ of mine. There you go. I will say Daryl Henderson. Back yeah. when uh Cam Akers tore his uh, it was his Achilles, right? He was yeah, he ruptured his Achilles. Um people were like, yeah, Daryl Henderson's going to be there, but there he's not going to be the guy. I mean, he's going to be kind of leading things. Then they brought in Sony Michelle and it was like, mm, see, they don't even want Henderson. Uh turns out Daryl Henderson is a low-end RB1 auto start on a great high-powered offense. He's seventh yeah. in league in rushing right now. And it's got five touchdowns on the season. I mean, he just looks the par. They're using him really well. He's a stud. I was one of the guys saying that one of the biggest things for me was that he, he was a third round draft pick with some hype his rookie year. And the next year they brought in acres in the second round. So I thought they didn't have faith in him. He had some lingering issue, it, injury issues, um, and never really got implemented in the office, but given his opportunity, the man has excelled. So I will happily say I'm wrong here. I even traded him away in a league because I didn't think I didn't think it was going to keep happening. And uh, still don't think I lost that trade, but I do not like that I don't have Henderson on my team anymore. <laughs> right. uh, give us another one, and then I'll do one before we move on. You have a, another running back chance? Yeah, um, I, I guess I'll just say Jonathan Taylor. We didn't give him much love in the preseason. We didn't think his workload would be there. We didn't think his productivity would necessarily be there. We thought he'd be more of a timeshare. And guess what? None of that's true. He's doing just fine. <laughs> it, it took him a little bit to get going. The first few weeks weren't, weren't amazing, but they've really leaned on him as of late. Um, and the records got a lot better since they've leaned on him. Um, and I think he's going to be great going down the stretch because of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll say before we go to a quick chump on the running back, I'll say that a champ of mine is Elijah Mitchell, running back of San Francisco. We didn't even mention his name in the offseason because it was all Trey Sermon and Raheem Mostert. And of course, it took the injury to Mostert week one for him to Mitchell to be great. He's only played in five games, but he's averaging over 80 yards rushing per game, which is fourth in the league behind. Tell me if you've heard of these names, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb yards per game rushing and then it's elijah mitchell so when he's out there he's incredible run first offense if he can stay healthy he's got potential to be a low-end rb1 and he could win your league the rest of the year uh, again if he stays healthy so elijah mitchell's great running back chump matt get negative running back chump i hate to say it i'm gonna say it Gibson, he's been disappointing. The team's been disappointing. He's had lingering issues, but he's been suiting up, but he's really been a detriment to your lineup. Besides a couple high touchdown weeks, he hasn't done much for you. So you're not getting the productivity that you drafted. And especially where you drafted him, you're like, man, there's upside here. But the floor that you're drafting him with isn't isn't there. The floor fell out. Yeah. Let's hope for a turnaround, but this whole Washington team seems like an abyss. <laughs> like, yeah. no, nothing good is coming out of this thing. I mean, we haven't even said Terry McLaurin's name in a couple of weeks on the podcast, and we love him. He's, he still looks talented. He's still fantasy relevant, but you just 
why are we going to talk about him? Nobody's right. going to talk about him right now. The Fitzpatrick thing derailed, I think, a lot of that of the season there. And Heineke is fun to root for, and he's of fun course. to watch play to an extent. But I think if he had a better team around him, they'd be pulling out some Ws. Mm-hmm. The problem is that Heineke needs a little bit better team to be pulling out some of these Ws. It was really fun to root for Gardner Minshew also a couple of years ago, but also he's not he's not a, a starting quarterback in the NFL. You know what I mean? It's the same kind of thing where it's like everyone wants him to succeed. Of course they do, but it's just. Gardner Minshew in New Orleans and let him just sling out, right? Oh, love it. Love it. See, we'll all root for it. We'll all root for it. Oh, yeah. Um, wide receiver champ so far midseason. Wide receiver champ. I'm I'm going with the, the top guy. Yeah. Because to. I didn't give <laughs> I didn't give him love in the preseason. And he has slapped that right in my face. Cooper Cup. He's a stud. Gets he gets the volume. He's productive with it. He's 10 touchdowns and he's in the end zone too. It's, it's crazy. The amount of productivity he's had. Why wouldn't Stafford be throwing to him and Stafford? That's one of the reasons why he's one of the top quarterbacks is because he knows he's not going to get worried about giving too much of the, the target share to a stud. That stud is going to produce for your team constantly. And that's what's happening here. Two things. Um, if you remember, I, I said that Cooper Cup was going to be the guy compared to Robert Woods. I'd rather have Cup uh, in the offseason, so I'm going to take a victory lap if that's cool. Me and Scott were big on the Woods bandwagon. Yeah. yeah, so I'll take props on that. Second, did you know that Cooper Cup has the same amount of receiving touchdowns as Lamar Jackson has passing touchdowns this year? Oh, that's crazy. That Lamar has only thrown 10 touchdowns and Cooper Cup has caught 10 of them. That's Pretty badass. I think in one less game because Jackson had a bye, but still the stat holds up. Um, wide receiver stud. I'm sorry, stud champ. Because it's jumps of champs. For me right now, it's a Debo Samuel. Yeah. And you can take a victory lap on the Debo Samuel train because I was on the IU train and you said no, no, no. It's gonna be Debo. And you was right. Debo is, I believe he's the second. He's a wide receiver two on the year compared just to Cooper Cup. You may need to correct me if I'm wrong. It on that. might depend on your league scoring, but I'm seeing him at three behind Chase, but Chase, he's right up there because yeah. of touchdowns, probably. Um, Debo's awesome, and his target share is in like the 40s on the year. It came down a little bit this past week, but it's been insane. And if you got Debo Samuel in what, like the 10th round, you're doing great. Um, any other champ you want to talk about wide receiver wise before we get into a chumps? I will mention. I think we, we said something about him last week, but a couple of the, the surprise high performers, Mike Williams, love seeing that high draft pick sure. finally be productive. Michael Pittman Jr. really coming into the role that he was drafted for in Indy. Marquise mm-hmm. uh, Brown. For me. Okay, yeah. I, I liked Mike Marquise Brown last week, too. Um, he's mm-hmm. certainly trending up. Uh, Chump from wide receiver. I have to start with Allen Robinson because I touted him as the next Jesus Christ, and he has been just so terrible that you can cut him. And if you don't cut him, you want to hold on to him, wait for a trade by tomorrow or something like that, fine, but you can't play him. I could not have been more wrong about that offense, about Justin Fields looking a little bit better, but the play calling is terrible. The team is terrible. Blah. Sorry, all the listeners who went in on Allen Robinson with me, but I'm with you. I, as right as I was about uh, Cooper Cup, I was wrong about Allen Robinson. 
Yeah. I don't have a good name here. Um, Allen Robinson would have certainly been mine, but I think you almost got to lump Ridley into that. He just hasn't been there for you. You drafted him early if you took him. Mm-hmm. Uh, between a couple weeks not playing and a couple bye weeks, I guess most of his weeks he actually started, he was hitting double digits, but barely. Not not the monster games you were whatnot of Ridley. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll make him my, my chump. Okay. Tight ends. Um tight end champ so far this year, Matt. Um, I'm going to toss out Mark Andrews because I've never really been a Mark Andrews fan just with the passing yards pie that is in Baltimore. I was always like, bleh. The touchdown regression you think is going to happen. And he really hasn't caught many this year, but he's actually getting volume and production, which is a shift for him. If you could put the two together, this guy would be at the top of the tight end list. Right. Right. He's just behind Kelsey right now. Uh, he's looking he's looking great. And Mike Gasicki, we could not have pooped on him more. No, we didn't we didn't really that bad. We just refused to talk about him because we thought he was irrelevant. <laughs> it's almost yeah, worse. I mean, that's that's better, right? <laughs> um well last week he didn't do that great. So we'll we'll that's count true. that as a win. Um but yeah, outside of that, yeah, he's like tight end four. Right after him is Kyle Pitts. Um, I I'll, I'll make him one of my champs because I couldn't really pull the trigger on drafting a rookie tight end and like uh, a crazy like first time it's ever been relevant having a rookie tight end really get featured in an offense. But it's happening. So those of you guys who pulled the trigger, good work. I traded for him in a league, so I do own him somewhere, and it's been fun. Uh, and there's just a lot of guys I like this week. It's been cool to see this year. It's been cool to see Dawson Knox get a, a more prominent role in that offense. I like watching him in Buffalo. TJ Hawkinson mm-hmm. on one of my my favorite teams, the Lions, getting he's like the only guy who can catch a ball there. So it makes sense that he's tied in three. But <laughs> do you remember how fun. confident I was last week in the Lions winning? Do you remember how confident I was like, you know, I'm going to start with this one. It's going to, they're going to win. I'm going to put a lot of confidence points on this. Holy shit. I, I did very poorly with my, uh, pickums last week. <laughs> I think I'm lucky that I got my, like my two biggest confidences, right? And that was about all I did. I, for chumps for tight ends. I mean, there's injuries. I think that are causing a lot of the top ones like Kittle and like Waller and stuff like that. But, I'll also t- toss out Noah fans. I thought that he would be better than he has been. And he's kind of let you down. Um, anyone else you want to talk about from tight ends or just in general about champs or chumps either way before we move on to the week nine stuff? Well, I guess I'll mention just, we talked about it maybe last week that there's been a lot more fantasy relevant tight ends this year, which has been good for fantasy in general. People aren't, Having to plug and chug such awful options, but that kind of adds to a lot more champs here. I'll I'll add a wavy guy to our chump champ mix has been Goddard. It was kind of annoying to see Ertz still there taking more of a target share than you wanted. Goddard had some up and down games, and now Ertz is gone. So he's like on the the trend for a champ for me. I really am excited to see what he does the rest of the season. Just give us one name. You don't even have to go into detail. Give us one name of rest of the season from this point on. Who is going to be the surprise I don't want to say MVP because then it makes it sound like he should be Derek Henry or Cooper Cup but like the surprise value play the rest of the year 
And if you want me to go first, I will while you're thinking about it. That's a, <laughs> hey, just spitball right off the top of your head. Just right. Up. Who's Here the best guy. person for the rest? Who's the best guy? <laughs> I'm going to say Michael Pittman is going to win you, uh, win you the rest of the year. I'll, just, I'll say he, he looked, he was featured. He looked good. And he looked like a, a player on Indy's offense that they need to win games. Mm-hmm. So I like that pick a lot right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what my answer here is, so I'm just going to move to my my big mm-hmm. uh, my my flex champ. There, that I, had. I, I thought that you were going to pick him, so I thought <laughs> yeah. that, that would be the guy that you picked. So go ahead. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Cordell Patterson. Um, not necessarily the rest of the season on, but he has been great. Can't say it enough for fantasy. His eligibility, his usage, um, everything. It's been fun, um, and I own him in a couple of spots, and I'm going to keep plugging him in until he tells me not to. <laughs> so he calls you up. Hey, this is my week. But I guess we we could have talked about how Mike Davis was a chump from the running back perspective because he let a wide receiver take his running back role and just fly with it. Yeah, we don't talk about him anymore. Matt, before we get into week nine stuff, you want to take a break and get another beer? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. BRB. <laughs> LOL. Hey, everybody. Ty here with Dan and Tone from the Upper Decker Podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Chumps to Champs. These guys absolutely kill it when it comes to fantasy football, and I'd be willing to bet that if you're uh, you're a football fan, there's a good chance you follow baseball as well. And if that's the case, we want you to finish up this episode and then head on over to the Upper Decker Podcast. We cover all things baseball, so whether you want to hear about the latest on-the-field action, listen to breakdowns of trades and signings, or learn about some crazy baseball history, we've got a little something for everyone. We are going to drop some knowledge on you and hopefully give you a few laughs in the process. If you want to check us out, we're available on all your streaming platforms. We'd also encourage you to follow us at Upper Decker Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Hope you check us out and enjoy the rest of this episode of Chumps to Champs. Woo! Welcome back to Chumps to Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. Breaking down week nine coming up here. It's weird to do, Matt, because there's like two minutes left four minutes left and Monday night's game with the chiefs and the giants that's happening as this recording is going on. So if anything happens big, uh, we may have to just interject that deal 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 Thursday night's game, New York jets, Indianapolis Colts, uh, New York jets have found their, their quarterback. It's such a weird thing. What's happened there. Mike white, his first start ever he throws for over 400 yards and leads them to a win over the number one seed <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, what? And is that going to carry over into Thursday night? I I don't know. This is a weak Thursday night game, in my opinion. Um, but given, like I said, the Colts seem to be trending up since they found some stars in Taylor and Pittman, I think. They gave the Titans a hell of a run for their money um, on Sunday. And the Jets, shit, the Jets beat Cincy and the Titans. So mm-hmm. what's to say the Jets can't beat the Colts then? Uh, so it could be a really good game. It just doesn't have that appeal like it is. Right. Right. Michael Carter, if I heard this right, I got to double check this. With, uh, Mike, they said Mike White's going to start this next game. Even though they signed Joe Flacco, you can't sit Mike White after what he just did. I believe he targeted Michael Carter 14 times in their game yesterday. You said you can't, you, 
you can't sit Mike White, but you you can't sit Michael Carter, right? As the Jets, you can't sit Mike White in place okay. with Joe Flacco, gotcha. but with Michael Carter, yeah, Michael Carter got 14 targets from Mike White. He kept checking down to him. So if White's going to be there, I think you roll again with Michael Carter, don't you? Yeah, he had 14 targets and 15 rushes. Um, that's Jeez. that's fantasy production. <laughs> and I'm sorry, do you, Dan, do yes. you remember who I had to convince to, oh to start him this week? <laughs> okay, I stand by that decision in the moment. Okay, there was no reason to start him, and this happened. That's unbelievable. So if you started him, good for you. And now I'm gonna, I mean, gotta stay fluid. Yeah. If, I, I would roll him back out there on Thursday, a short week. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's a lot of guys who did really well from the passing game of the New York Jets, but I, uh, is there any interest other than Michael Carter on the New York side? Not really, since uh, Corey Davis is still out and everything. And I don't know. Well, is he going to be back this week? And he's the only guy who really excites me there. And after that, I don't know what Mm -hmm. like Crowder's there still. Yeah. And he's getting targets and stuff. But who wants to shout out? (laughs) The Chad's. (laughs) So Indianapolis on their side of the ball. Um, Is Carson Wentz streamable? Is he falling into that Kirk Cousins territory to where it's like, yeah, you could do worse than uh, than Carson Wentz, especially against New I, York? I think so. He's just going to – if you have a league that's like negative points, interceptions, and fumbles, you probably want to stay away a little bit. It's just an uninspiring <laughs> Thursday Thursday play for your quarterback, you know? Very much on a Thursday. On a, on a regular Sunday game with a good matchup, maybe. But like I said, he also is pr- – prone to some poor decisions and that can hurt you in negative point leagues. And I think you can probably do better. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so yeah, you're starting Jonathan Taylor Thomas because he's wonderful. He's really breaking out, man. This is becoming, he's entering top three 2022 fantasy draft territory. I mean, that was prior to the Derrick Henry news, but like Jonathan Taylor, you could take him early next year, but Michael Pittman, 15 targets against the Titans, 10 for 86 and two touchdowns. We got a star. I just talked about how I think he's going to be the MVP the rest of the year. So you're rolling him out there, but uh, anyone else? Ooh, I don't know. This is, this is a gross game, isn't it? I think what is Hilton came back and he got banged up and you don't want to start Hilton anyway. So they they already, they already ruled him out. After that, like maybe Pascal, because whoever the other guy there is still hurt, right? Uh, uh, Campbell. Campbell, yeah. Paris Campbell. He's done for the year, from what I remember. So, so. Pas- I think Pascal, if you're in a very deep league, that you- I don't I don't like him on a Thursday night game either. Way, yeah, but- I don't either. It's, I'm with you. Just watch the Thursday night game for what it is, some NFL football, and just don't worry about fantasy. Shift to DFS real quick. I was doing some last minute tweaking in a DFS lineup to slot somebody else in, and I went for a value play with Pascal. Like, yeah, you know, maybe he'll find the end zone. And he was like $5,000 or something in FanDuel, which was cheap. Didn't realize till the game started that I had both Pittman and Pascal. And luckily, mm-hmm. Pittman had a pretty monster game, and Pascal didn't goose me. So I actually won money on that lineup. But right when I saw that after game started, I was like, no. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, this is going <laughs> to be the worst. 
Um, the Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a toss up to me, really. I mean, the Bengals and Browns both lost kind of heartbreaking games last week. The Bengals should never have lost that game. Um, hey. Yeah, the Titans have shown that you can bounce back from a t- uh, a Jets loss. You just got to put that shit behind you. That's true. With on the Brown side of the football, you're starting Nick Chubb. I said that Dearness Johnson was going to have some sort of value, and you'd be okay to start him this past week. Turns out it's because of a touchdown, but that still counts as fantasy points. Uh, you starting Dearness Johnson with Nick Chubb out there. He's not really filling the cream hunt role. You're kind of relying on touchdowns, aren't you? Who, who Darren, said last week that Darius Johnson was not really the back to fill a cream hunt hole? Hmm. He he scored a touchdown though. He got you one, two, three, four. Six, I don't like know nine if I, if I ever points. thought I would say the phrase "fill a cream hunt hole" on this podcast, <laughs> but I just I just said it. It's what the people want. <laughs> <laughs> it's after hours. It's getting hot. Uh, Jarvis Landry had 10 targets. Odell Beckham had one. <laughs> Not that you needed to know this, but you can drop Odell Beckham. <laughs> Just by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Are you starting Jarvis Landry though? 10 targets, five for 65. And a pinch volume play, I guess. I, I wouldn't mind it, especially if I'm in like a three wide receiver league with a with flex and I need somebody. I, I think that's absolutely acceptable. Yeah. Cincinnati's trying to bounce back. I mean, you're starting Jamar Chase. Uh, he's great. Joe Burrow, you're starting him. He's reaching territory of you got to start. Um, he's looking really, really good. He's looking like what you were hoping he was going to be last year. Yeah, this is the Joe Burrow that they drafted. Yeah, he was a Bengals. late bloomer, but I knew he'd be there. Yes, you did. Joe Mixon, fire, fire, fire up your Joe Mixon. What do you do with T. Higgins and uh, Tyler Boyd? T. Higgins led... The Bengals last week in receiving yards. Boyd found the end zone. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't like it. I like Chase, and that's about it. Like I, I know I'm biased to have Higgins in a league, but Higgins, I mean, six targets. Yeah, God, it just gets spread out so much. Chase is the only lock. I mean, I think you can play Higgins and Boyd. You can, but I don't love it. So yeah, I'm with you. I guess that's fine. Who wins that game, Browns or Bengals? That's big Ohio showdown right here. Um, kind of pulling for the Bengals here. I got a little bit of family in Cincy, and mm-hmm. I like to root for them. I, I don't, I don't dislike the Browns. It's one of those where you just want to see a good football game. I'm pretty <laughs> sure those two cities have a little bit more of a rivalry though than, yeah, than I do. So it should be heated. Yeah, I'll go with the Bengals, too. Broncos and Cowboys. The Cowboys with Cooper Rush filling in for Dak Prescott take out the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, So baby. I saw a stat in this game where it was like Cooper Rush throwing to Amari Cooper is the first time a quarterback's first name has completed a touchdown to a receiver with the same last name. What? <laughs> That's a stat? Yeah. But they said they also hold the stat from last year for the inverse. Andy Dalton throwing to Dalton Schultz. Schultz. And right when I heard that, I was like, "There, Matt Ryan has never thrown to a receiver with the mm-hmm. with the first name Ryan." 
It just like that seems a pass or a touchdown pass. A touchdown pass. That's weird. Yeah, That's... I feel like because uh, Dalton isn't. A lot of people have last names that are common first names, mm-hmm. and. Andy Dalton throwing to Dalton Schultz is the first time that's ever happened. That and, has to be wrong. And Cooper is not exactly a common, like, for common, common first name. I, yeah. You'd think Matt Ryan would be the answer to that question. <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't know. I didn't fact check it. It was a tweet. So, I mean, it's probably true, but. Mm-hmm. 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 Now I'm just trying to think of different combinations in my head. So I got, I got to move on. <laughs> from that uh so broncos and cowboys dallas is six and one now and cooper and lamb both went over 100 yards with cooper rush showing the ball you'd have to think of dak prescott's going to be back i mean you're firing up your cooper your lamb your dalton schultz schultz didn't do anything last week but i think you can also blame that on cooper rush i don't i don't know I think that I'm throwing it out for Dalton Schultz and putting him back in. You're starting Zeke. What do you think about the Cowboys offense? Anything that stands out to you? It's tough because everything gets spread so thinly. I still think their offense is going to be fine, even with the Cooper rush starts and everything. I think Dak's going to be fine to go the rest of the year, right? It looked like he was fine in the pregame warm-ups. Mm-hmm. But I don't love anything here, especially running back wise with the split that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. But I think if you own these players, you own Zeke, you own Pollard, you own uh, almost any of these receivers. Like you, you, you kind of want to start them, don't you? I think I would. I think I would. Yeah. Um, we got we got Cowboys in the NFC. You got them. Are they Super Bowl contenders to you? Are they still behind the Buccaneers, even though their record's better? Who's the NFC? Any of the NFC West? What's so weird better? about the Bucks is they've shown a lot of a lot of weaknesses. They're they're hard to gauge, but it's one of those like Brady teams. Like last year, uh, midway through the year, they had a pretty rough record. I can't even remember what it was, but it was like five hundred or so. I think it's terrible. And they just finished so strong, and it's uh, I don't know if Brady gets smarter, more comfortable, or what. Or I mean, they start paying off the refs more, or. Mm-hmm. They deflate Watch, the football, <laughs> deflating the football more, taping more Watch practices. Taping I don't practices. know. Yeah. Yeah, but whatever, uh, whatever it takes. I won't count out Brady, um, but I. as much as everybody loves to hate the Cowboys, I don't have the Cowboys hate, so I don't mind. I like Dak. I, I, I like Zeke despite his his nonsense, and I like Pollard. I like a lot of people on this offense, so I'll, I'll root for Cowboys in a lot of situations. So you're you don't like the Packers for the sake of everybody's a Packers fan, which is correct. That is true, but everyone's also a Cowboys fan for some reason. I, I know season. very little Cowboys fans. It's yeah. the, the problem with Green Bay is it's just so easy to be a Green Bay. Fan. Did you know that the fans? Oh, uh, hey, um, <laughs> my 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 football team is owned by the city that they're from. Okay, guys. <laughs> Uh, it's the first thing they can't wait for you to bring it up the Packers so they can tell you about how they own the team <laughs> oh man on the the Broncos side of the ball did you catch any of the Broncos Washington game because I saw a lot of it and it was the opposite of a fun football game to watch it was borderline unwatchable that was crap and it was yeah. a one score game what do you take away from, I mean, you're Cortland Sutton. He's a man. 
but like, how do you feel about, let's talk about the running backs for the, the Broncos. Talk about Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon found the end zone again. Williams is still getting used half the amount of time and still getting targets. It's just like a total even split. Gordon found the end zone twice. I take it back. He caught a touchdown as well. But I think you can start. Gordon's the only guy that I really like to start here. Um, I like Gordon more still. I, I think you're on the other side of that, aren't you? I'm a big Javante Williams fan, but like the t- touchdowns are volatile. I mean, they can go either way. I mean, Gordon, 10 carries, Javante, nine. Uh, Javante, four targets, Gordon, three. So it's like an even split of that. It's just the touchdowns went Gordon's way. Let me read you the targets for the receivers in Denver in this game. There were seven players targeted by Denver. Targets went four, 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 three, three, three. That's across the seven guys. And that's as I mean, evenly spread out as it can get. You asked earlier what my main takeaway from this game is. And then you just kept talking, but I'll give it to you now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my main takeaway is that the Broncos have still only beaten really bad teams. And it's tough to say about Washington, but I think they're they're in that list now. They're a really bad um, team. They are. So, yeah, Broncos had a really easy start to the year. With the nice little Giants, Jags, Jets. Then they lost four straight. Now they beat Washington. But now they have Cowboys, Eagles, Chargers, Chiefs. I think they lose all of those. And then they pull out a win against the Lions after that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I I don't think I don't think anybody besides Gordon, I'm really loving starting in my fantasy lineups here. Yeah. Cowboys in a beat sesh in this one. I think so. Obviously, yeah. Cowboys home. I just said what I had to say about Broncos. Cowboys beat Sesh. It's hard to it's hard to pick the Broncos after what you just said <laughs> about. Yeah. about I'm going to pivot completely yeah. off. <laughs> uh, Houston Texans at Miami Dolphins. Um, this this game has I don't care written on it a lot, but I guess we'll talk about it. Houston Texans garbage time like you would not believe in their game against the Rams this past week scoring like 22 points <laughs> and the Rams didn't care at all because they were already up 38 to nothing at that time is there any Texan that you are okay starting like I know Brandon Cooks in garbage time went six for 83 in a touchdown starting him I think Brandon Cooks I have been starting and I'm I'm good in the league that I have been I think I need to keep starting him so fire him up yeah, the leading rusher for the Texans last week at 21 yards. So mm, and that was not Philip Lindsay or David Johnson. <laughs> it was Rex Burkhead. Uh, let's talk Dolphins, though. The Dolphins real quick. What do you think the Dolphins record is? Don't even look it up. Just what do you think it is out of eight games? They played eight games. I want to say I feel like two wins is right, but I'm going to say three. They're one and seven. Yeah, I was I was wrong in the I was wrong in the wrong direction. I thought I was going to be right in the wrong direction. <laughs> I like that. I was wrong, but in the wrong direction. So you could just say you're you're double wrong. Yep, <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, I think Tua has a bounce back this game. He was the quarterback one two weeks ago, and then he played Buffalo last week. That'll bring anyone down to earth. But Houston Texans is the right uh, medicine for your quarterbacking woes, right? 
You can fire up Tua. I mean, I think it's a good matchup for him, but I, I still think hopefully you have better options. People that you 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 want to start more than two in fantasy right now. I'll be, I'll be fine doing it. Uh, he is hyper-targeting uh, Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddell. So I think those guys are both in play, especially in a game like this. I love both those guys. They're, they're going to get double-digit targets in these games, especially Waddle. I hope me. I hope for some big wild waddle points. Mm, love that. Sexy hot. Um, Falcons and Saints. This is going to be an interesting one. Divisional matchup. Um, Saints coming off this big win against the Buccaneers on Halloween. The Falcons pooping their pants and losing to the uh, the old Panthers, which should not have happened. I think this game is going to be much closer than we think. Um, I mean, hopefully Taysom Hill starts. Let's act like Taysom Hill is going to start. I think that's good for this offense. Um, you're playing Kamara, and that's pretty much it, though, right, Matt? For the Saints, unless Michael Thomas makes a return. Kamara, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about anybody else I really want to start here. Is Callaway, Callaway startable? Yeah, I guess he's in play. I mean, but Winston throws, I mean, bombs, and he's not there anymore this know. year. So I think you're starting up to- Kamara, and that's that's about it until you, we see what a week has to say about it. Mm-hmm. So on the other side of the ball, the Falcons, oh, Calvin Ridley being gone. Russell Gage had zero catches with Ridley being gone. This team's a mess, man. The Falcons are a mess, but one, two bright shining spots that you touched on earlier, Kyle Pitts and Cordorell Patterson. I, I do also have to say that I was, I was doing the Cal Pitts in my house. And now anytime the Falcons game's on and I say Cal Pitts, my daughter will just like turn around. Like she's like doing a puzzle or something. She's back. Kyle Pitt. All right. <laughs> we'll go, so you we'll gotta go back and forth on a Kyle Pitt chant for a while. <laughs> you got to get a jersey now. Uh, Kyle, I mean, the whole team last week was terrible, including Kyle Pitts. Two catches for 13 yards is uh, nasty, gross. But last week, Cordell Patterson was great. I mean, he was he's 72 total yards, five catches, and a touchdown. That's fine. So it's Pitts, it's Patterson. That's it, though, right? I mean, if you have to play Mike Davis, I guess he's getting some catches still. But I don't want to do that. Saints are good yeah. defense. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like. I don't like this game a lot for fantasy implications. But I'm starting Cordell Patterson and I'm starting Kyle Pitts. That's about it here. Uh, who you got winning that game? Man, that's a tough one. I don't know. I'll, I'll coin go, flip for me. I'm going to go Saints this? on the back of the defense. You think that, what is the spread right now? Do you have that? Um, I do. I'm going to keep saying words to fill the time as I'm poking my phone. It's opening at minus six for the Saints. I think oh, that I'll take the they Falcons don't, plus six. They don't have a quarterback in their favored by six people don't like the falcons no they do not 
No, they do not. <laughs> Raiders and Giants. The Giants just lost to the Chiefs 20 to 17 just now. Um, which is surprising for the Chiefs in itself because whoa, they should have blown them out. But the Raiders and Giants. Raiders are AFC West leaders right now, if I'm not mistaken, Matt. You uh you liking what you're seeing out of uh, old Las Vegas? They're certainly trending up more than other teams there. The Chargers have all the potential in the world, and they're still dropping games. What are they, like four and four right now? The Chargers? Yeah. Yeah. Ew. 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 Just ew. Yeah, they're four and three, the Chargers. And the then Raiders are five and two. And then Chiefs are four and four. So I guess Raiders are definitely leading the division right now, and they yeah. look like the feistiest team. Uh, obviously they have their off the field woes and Ooh. coaching changes and everything, but I, I, I still feel like they're more of a sure thing on a week to week basis, especially on a, on a, not that bad matchup against the giants here. I would have had more faith in the Raiders beating the giants than the chiefs beating the giants as things sit right now. I'll say, mm-hmm. so I got them winning this game, the Raiders or the giants. I, I didn't follow that very well. <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't very clear. <laughs> the Raiders yeah, beating the, Raiders. the Giants. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, the two quarterbacks, Derek Carr and Daniel Jones, they're dust. Derek Carr has over 2,000 yards passing. I He's doing great from fa- a fantasy perspective. I just can't bring myself to choose to start Derek Carr. He's that like mysterious fantasy player who always has great like season long stats. But if you ever like play him, they're not mm-hmm. there. And it's it's like the weeks never exist where he has a big fantasy week. But somehow if you like divide his stats out by week, they should be better than they are, but they're not. Don't don't fall into that trap. It's like a TV show that you really, really want to like, but you just can't seem to like it. And all your friends are telling you that it's good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And then you start it and you're like, I just don't get it. I, I, I'll, so I'll rewatch the first episode of Dexter over and over and over. I just, I'm just not, not vibing with it. That's Derek Carr. Uh, by the way, Danny, have you watched Barry yet? Uh, if, yeah. okay, we can make a list of all the shows that you have told me to watch that I would like that I just have not had time. Okay. I've not had time to watch Barry. You I make time. I, uh, Danny, you make time. Yeah, that's, that's true. I, Make time to watch my banjo kazooie speed runs. So I guess I can all that with Barry. <laughs> uh, I believe Josh Jacobs should be back in this game. He looks good when he's out there. So fire him up. Darren Waller. Is Darren Waller going to be back? Darren Waller was born to be back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you heard it here. <laughs> Uh, I think Henry Ruggs has streamable, uh, like flex worthy kind of play with Derek Carr doing what he's doing. I mean, he hits bombs. He hits bombs. If you want a bomb touchdown, you can go with Henry Ruggs if you need to. Uh, Matt, the New York Giants are a mess. They're a total, they're a total mess. Just in this game, Kadarius Tony went down again. Sterling Shepard went down again. Galladay doesn't play football anymore. Uh, Barkley's out still. I, I guess I think I honestly think the one player you can play is Devonte Booker. 
from this team. That's it though. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm not firing any of these other guys up, not knowing about their injury status. Do you agree? You want to move on? No, I agree. I, I don't even know if I want Booker, but I, I get it. I think he, he is worth a start. Mm-hmm. New England Patriots and Carolina Panthers. Carolina started off super hot. Now they're four and four. The Patriots are also four and four, though. New England is a three and a half point road favorites in this one. Do you think Sam Darnold is going to figure out Bill Belichick in this one? I think Sam Darnold gets back a major piece in Christian McCaffrey this week. And you calling it? I think it's going to be this week. I think he's, I think he was almost ready to come back before they shut him down on IR. And they did that just so he didn't have a say in the matter. I think they threw him on IR say you're getting healthy for three weeks, despite how good your hamstring feels right now. So right now you're going to get a very fresh Christian McCaffrey. And the whole idea was that he's going to be healthy down the stretch for them. And he needs to because they just dropped every game that he wasn't starting for them. Oh, boy. But Shuba Hubbard did okay from a fantasy perspective. A lot of volume. He scored some touchdowns. He did admir- He performed admirably in his absence, but they're going to welcome back the best player in the league. <laughs> I, like I, saw, I don't know if this was a thing, but I thought I saw a couple bad fumbles from him through his stretch. I didn't watch every Carolina game, admittedly. but uh, You didn't? No. You know, no, we could have if we, we could have if you would just buy DirecTV so we can get Sunday ticket. Mm. Well, next year it's going to be on Amazon Prime. I assume just as part of your base Prime membership, so... If you're oh listening God. to Amazon, that's what we're expecting. <laughs> that's the expectation. Uh, Patriots, Damian Harris, auto start. He's getting tons of work in that backfield uh, with Bill Belichick. I mean, it was scary at the beginning, but now you fire him up. Are there any pass catchers outside of DJ Moore you're interested in in this game? Panthers or Patriots? Oh man, I think it's just DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. That's that's gonna be that'll be a fun game. Who you who you got in this one? You got Mac Jones or you got the Panthers D? Who you got winning this one? Just said Panthers are gonna get CMC back and get a nice little win at home here. I did Patriots. see something the verbiage some that I read somewhere was Matt Rule, head coach of the Panthers, says that CMC may or may not be their week nine or ten which scared me that he even threw week 10 out there in his statement. Why did you include that part? Why that wouldn't you Matt just rule? No. <laughs> Who does he think he is? Who the fuck does he think he is? The head coach, the Buffalo bills at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh God. Oh, poor Jacksonville. There are <laughs> Buffalo is 14 point favorites in this game and they're looking nice and hot right now uh poor jacksonville right no backpedal on you for a second here okay i'm gonna backpedal on you for a second the actual quote from matt rule was hopefully we get christian back soon hopefully it's this week if not this week then next week so so that sounds like it should be this week and it's Definitely next week. Okay. That's Hopefully how it's this it. week, and if not this week, it's next week. So that means I don't know. And he followed that up with, obviously, he's one of the best players in football. He brings something. That means we're going to use him up like a tube of toothpaste. 
squeeze every giraffe out of them and throw them in the trash. <laughs> um, but sorry, Damn. yeah, Bills, Jags. What were we getting at here? That the Bills <laughs> are just going to decimate the Jaguars. That's in so many words. That's I didn't want to say it. I don't want to say it out loud, but yeah, that's not here. Have fun with it. <laughs> just go for it. The Jaguars uh, still have more wins this season in not the United States than they do inside of the United States, which is just wild. They're one in six. Their only win was in London. That was the joke. Essentially, that was the joke. Sound like you're from London. You sound like you're from London. Uh, James Robinson looks looks. Oh, that's something we didn't talk about in the news. He looks like he avoided major injury on his leg, which is great because they thought that he may be done for the year. But it turns out he's just gonna be day to day, week to week. He might miss this game too. If James Robinson misses this week, <laughs> do you play any Jacksonville Jaguar against this great Bills defense? Nope. 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 Um, Buffalo though. I think Emmanuel Sanders got goosed this past week. He did. Man. He <laughs> was in one of my lineups. <laughs> you it know, it wasn't fun. Well. Uh, yeah. So he got the explanation goosed. is just like, we're, we don't know why he just he got goosed this week. Yeah. He, he like had one good opportunity, just got missed by Allen on it. So got goosed. <laughs> we can do. Uh, you're firing up dicks. Cole, I got to look this up. Cole Beasley must have had 1 million targets in this game. What do you, I have not seen the number, but what do you think it is for the amount of targets Beasley had? It must have been a million. All I know is the week that I rostered both of them, I started Beasley and he got like nothing goosed. And Sanders had an awesome game, dropped Beasley, started Sanders the next week or so. And he had a good week. And then this week, the inverse happened. So, one of these guys can just fuck off. <laughs> Beasley going 10 for 110 on 13 targets in this game. Why is not weighed you, by, he's not weighed down by that vaccine? He's just flying out there. Just, just hanging one arm down because the arm they put it in usually. Like Cole Beasley, I always remember watching parts of that game going, Why are you still throwing it to him? Stop throwing it to Cole Beasley. He's not going to win you this game. Stop doing that. Throw it to Stephon Diggs. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league. And then, and then they ended up listening to me. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know what to do about that. The Bills are going to steamroll them. That's a great defense to play too, by the way. Minnesota Vikings at Baltimore Ravens. The Vikings are licking their wounds after letting Cooper Rush smack them right in their teeth. Eek! Smack them around. Six guys smack them. Um. Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson has been kind of a letdown this year. What do you think about that? Not a fan. What's the matter right now, Matt? You're looking at me. Weird. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm looking at you weird because you're lagging on my end and sounding kind of robotic, and oh, that's you'll be talking, talking really slow, and then it'll catch up really fast. Oh, it's, it's doing one of those things. <laughs> Hopefully that's how it's recorded too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, yeah, obviously we've all liked Justin Jefferson in the preseason and he has not lived up to those expectations. Thielen, I, I assume, is the higher point scorer this year. Yeah. Um, and that's a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. I think if you drafted Justin Jefferson, you got to keep starting him though, right? He's a, yeah. he's a plug and play. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, Justin Jefferson has more yards. He's got more yards than Thielen, but Thielen's got, I think, got the touchdowns. So from a fantasy perspective, I don't know. I don't know who's better. Dalvin Cook, you're rolling him out there. I, I, I agree with you. You're starting Thielen and you're starting Jefferson. I think that's it. It's easy enough there. Baltimore, Mar Jackson, obviously he's in there. He's the leading rusher for this Baltimore uh, team. I would not start any of the running backs in Baltimore, Matt. What about you? Yeah, right now, Lamar Jackson is their running back, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is the situation. Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews, you're firing them up, but that's it. That's that's just it. I think Bateman is a is a hold for now, the rookie. Hold on, see what you get out of that, but I would not start him. Um, who you got in this game, Vikings and Ravens? That's a tough one. I'm going Vikings. That's a really tough one. I it's like the battle of the purples, right? It's just gonna be a very elegant this is, looking. This game. is the hardest color for me in football, too, because I get players on the Vikings and Ravens mixed up so much because they're both purple, and I don't know why it's that color that I do that with. They're gonna do one of those stupid things where like the Vikings are gonna wear like white shirts and purple pants, and then the Ravens will wear like purple shirts with white pants. And I'm not going to understand yeah. what I'm looking at. And it's just going to be frustrating as shit. Why do they do this? Like, I think I think I'd have to be rooting for the Vikings here. Um, mainly because it's before my time, but the, the, the Titans have a hatred towards the Ravens. I think they have a less less PC name to call the Ravens, but Ooh. They don't like the Ravens, so I'm rooting Vikings here. And I do like a lot of the players on this Vikings offense. Okay. Chargers and Eagles, Herbie Hancock, he's kind of been the past couple of weeks kind of pooping in his pants. Don't like that. I think the Chargers handle the Eagles, though, this week, Matt. What do you think? I think they do. Apparently, uh, Herbie has something against the Patriots, or the Patriots have a a lot of tape on him or a lot of deflated balls on him. I so, think it's that last one. Yeah. Yeah. So Herbie bounces back against a team that doesn't cheat and he beats the Eagles. I mean, it is simple as that. It's the Eagles, though. I mean, who knows what they do? But, but Jalen Hurts, I think he had his worst week of the year at like 15 points this week. I'd have to check the team that I played. Oh, yeah. Home. I have him in the league and he got 11. He They scored yeah. 44 points and he didn't get any of the touchdowns. What the fuck? What? Like, like I said, it's it's always been he doesn't have any points until like the fourth quarter, and then he just is the guy. I guess that didn't happen this week. They benched I him still in the fourth faith. quarter because they were up so much. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, I think I still start Jalen Hurts with a relatively high level of confidence here. How? gorgeous were those chargers uniforms this past week i mean they weren't even the power of blues they're like clean cut navy the royals perfect or yeah perfect like gold He's, lightning bolts oh, it's just so hot and i never get the rules on how many jerseys every team can have and then you can't have different helmets but sometimes some teams do i don't get i don't get all of it but one thing i'll say is that chargers do have a, like a third jersey that's like a a royal blue yeah. Not a navy, not the baby, not the white, but right. a royal. And that royal, I always think, is very sharp looking. But yeah, that bolt on the sleeve they have now with just the outline, mm-hmm. sexy. 
Yeah, I mean, all their uniforms are so good looking. I mean, they make like any of them every single week of the Chargers play. I'm like, I can't wait to see how good they're going to look out there. Then you compare it to the Rams, whose jerseys look like like a child built them with like watercolor. Like it's it's like. 90 or like word 98 when word art was still like the the newest thing and oh my god we can do a gradient you guys did you know you can do a gradient we can go from blue to yellow and just fade it what do you mean fade i'll show you what i mean fade with word art back when we were kids word art was the coolest shit i have ever seen okay second only only to microsoft paint which was the coolest shit ever but well until you art, discovered powerpoint where you can have animations to bring your word art into the page like how much time percentage wise of whatever project you were doing for social studies did you just do choosing the word art or choosing the transitions on the powerpoint most of the time i mean that's what got you the a right <laughs> that's the yeah. all flash. you know what I know we've done it on the last three slides, but we're going to do typewriter again. So every letter is going to come in. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> uh, when the word comes in a spiral. The renaissance was. It's like, oh, my God. Across five seconds of peace. Hold on, guys. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anywho. Yeah. So Chargers and Eagles. Start white. <laughs> what do you do with Devonte Smith? Seriously, I don't know. I need to know. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's a must start. I think he's a start if if you need if you need a warm body type I'm situation. Afraid of that? Yeah. And what do you do with Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott, dude? Because I dropped a lot of money on Gainwell, and uh, he did not gain well. <laughs> Ew. Ew. All right, I'll sign. We, we mentioned earlier how that is one of the best last names for a running back to have, although he didn't ha- have the best production that you'd want. The kickers, the, whose last name is Blewett, is amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I don't know. I think other than Gainwell, you, you kind of got to look at Scott and Howard first. I don't think Howard is going to get any play in a game where they're competitive or even losing, which I think the chargers are going to win this game. I think that game will actually, I, I really do think the game will is the running back to play in this game. Cause I think the chargers are going to actually uh, smoke the Eagles in this one. You want to hear the Pass snap it. shares. Well, remember they were up like immediately and by a ton, but yes, go ahead. Howard 25%. Boston All Scott. quarter, I'm sure. Boston Scott, 45%. Gainwell, 30%. So he's right there in the middle. Yeah. And I, Howard, I know he one of his two touchdowns was relatively early in this game, from what I recall. Mm. Is he going to get that. all the goal line carries is what my concern is. No, no probs. Um, Packers and Chiefs, Matt. This is probably the game of the week. Um. Well, you don't like to hear that. You hate both these teams, so I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear your an- analysis. Hate, hate is such a strong word, Danny. I... Okay, okay, it's accurate. It is a strong word. It's also correct. I have reasons to root in other directions, but man, I don't know here. I think I'm 
reasons to caught between a <laughs> caught between a rock and a hard place here. Twenty bucks, we get this game in St. Louis. Oh, Nashville. absolutely. These <laughs> these teams will be all over the TVs. Uh, they they might just put it on CBS and Fox because they just know. we we are technically a Chiefs market now, so we will get the Chiefs game. And the fact that it's Chiefs versus Packers is like a St. Louis wet dream. We can Even play if, the Packers and the Chiefs and not have to pick between the two. Hell yeah. If the Rams were still here and they were as crappy as they were back in the 2000, like 2000s, do you think that they would put the Chiefs and Packers game on in St. Louis anyway? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Chiefs destroyed the Giants on Monday Night Football by three points in the last on the last drive of the game because that's just what the Chiefs are right now. They do not look right. Something's off about the chiefs and something is off about Patrick home Patrick Mahomes and his decision-making and it's weird. Do you think they get right though against the Packers at home? I don't know. I can see this game going either direction. My guess would be Packers win this one though. Okay. Devonte Adams is coming back. Um, Aaron Rodgers is looking all right. Aaron Jones is looking great. I don't know what to say from the Packers' point of view from a fantasy football perspective. Oh, Robert Tunyon tore his ACL and he's out for the year. There's that. Bummer, but I think you're starting Adams, Rodgers, and Jones, and that's it on the Packers' side of the ball. Right, Matt? Sounds right, yeah. Yeah. I was seeing the amount of targets that Tyreek Hill was getting. I want to know how many how many targets do you think Tyreek Hill had in this game against the Giants just finished? Just know that it was really high early on. Holy shit. Okay, I got the number now. What? Guess how many targets Tyreek Hill yeah, had? Yeah, I feel like I did I did witness him getting a lot of targets, but almost dropped all of them. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess 13. He got 18 targets. 18 How many targets, did he catch? 12. Six, six misses. Terrible. Yeah, 12 for 94 and one. 18 targets. Goodness. Wow. Um, you're starting Mahomes. You're starting Hill. You're starting Kelsey. Don't be stupid. Hey, how about uh, what's his first name? Gore. Uh, Derek. Derek Gore. Is he related to Frank Gore? The running back for the Chiefs who actually scored their touchdown? 11 carries for 48 yards and touchdown rushing. He brought up his score before, and I don't think we've ever looked into it. Gosh. Google him. The first article is, who is Derek Gore? (laughs) He's running back. (laughs) He had 11 carries, and Daryl Williams had 13 carries. Is Derek Gore related to Frank Gore? Right there. They know what people want to know. Yeah. yeah. The answer is no. Derek Gore is not related to Frank Gore. I refuse to believe that. Could be forgiven for the assumption, however considering the former's position and the latter's longevity in the league. All right, this is nonsense. Clickbait article. <laughs> um, also, <laughs> that you clicked on. <laughs> Shit. But um, I refuse to believe that uh, there's a running back whose last name is Gore in the NFL. It's not related to Frank Gore. That's just total bullshit. I mean, we can agree on that. Frank Gore's son is currently at Southern Miss. His name is Frank Gore Jr. So I don't think there's going to be any mistaking that. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. in the NFL. Packers and Chiefs. You got the Packers winning. I have the Chiefs winning this one, and I don't want the Chiefs to win. But 
I got the Chiefs a get right game there. And uh and off we go. Cardinals and 49ers, battle of the NFC West, Matt. Cardinals, ooh, they drove in that game against the Packers on Thursday night from like their own one all the way down to like the Packers four yard line. And then through a just gnarly interception to lose the game, the Cardinals then just dropped their first of the year. I needed that Kyler Murray touchdown to help me in a fantasy league. I'll tell you oh, what. He really blew it though, didn't he? Kyler Murray could throw a touchdown right there. And if uh, Emmanuel Sanders didn't get goose this week, I would have had a pretty nice looking <laughs> week uh, in fantasy. Every week I say shit like that. I'm like, you know, if. A, B, and C if wouldn't have pooped their pants. Five things, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd be winning this league handily if three of my players didn't tear shit in their legs. Um, I think you're starting. Kyler Murray got banged up in this game. They're saying he's day-to-day. He may sit this one. So keep your eyes on Kyler Murray this week. Get your ass out there, Kyler. <laughs> Matt needs you. Fantasy football needs you. You're starting Hopkins. Hey, you see the last play of that Packers uh, Cardinals game with AJ Green just not knowing where he was in space? Do you see how it happened? I assume he didn't think the ball was supposed to come to him. And correct. Kyler was just kind of doing a little check. He liked the coverage. Yes. Uh, and a, a bit of a miscommunication. And that D back was all over it. It was good. It was a great play by him. I feel like Kyler and the D-back were like eyeing each other up like, hey, we both got a lot of money on you guys mm-hmm. winning, so I'm going to throw this yeah. right here. Matt Frederick really needs this. So, nope. A nope? Uh, um, 49ers. Oh, sorry, we kind of skipped over the Cardinals a little bit, but you're start- James Conner has eight touchdowns this year. It's like a touchdown a week. You start him. Chase Edmonds is doing great. You're starting him. 49ers such a gross start, but yeah, you got to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. I hate it. Uh, 49ers, Debo. Oh, hot. Lovely. Hey, there may be a George Kittle sighting coming up, Matt. If George Kittle's activated and his active, you start him, right? Yep. You would? Faith. I have faith. Yeah, I love it. Debo's amazing. Um, you're doing that. Elijah Mitchell is doing great. Is there anything else to do here? Garoppolo played really well. He had two rushing touchdowns, so he'll start again. This will be a fun game. But who do you have? I mean, uh, I think I got to sit with the Cardinals here. But I agree, it'll be a fun game to watch. I think I'm. I maybe. It's hard. I don't dislike either of these teams at their current situation. Me, me neither. I'm going to go with the I, 49ers. I think rooting for the underdog here is a little bit, a little bit more in my taste. So yeah, I'll, I'll root for the Niners with you. Cool, cool, cool. Now, who are you gonna root for in this next game, Matt? Night game on Sunday. Tennessee Titans visit the Los Angeles Rams. Big things happening for both of these teams over the in the last like twelve hours. Uh, Derrick Henry goes down, and Von Miller. Line, defense, line linebacker from the Denver Broncos, eight-time Pro Bowler, is now on the LA Rams. They're going for it here. So it's, it's kind of a double whammy for the Titans well, you, this week. You didn't mention the the Titans bonus. They have all day AP. 
a PLD. I saw him on the league. Yeah. Um, great show. He's coming in at a young 36 years of age. And I know sometimes we exaggerate ages on this podcast, but that's real. No, he, he's, he's actually 36 years old. Yeah. Um, that's pretty old. Did you watch the league? The show I the did league? for a few seasons and uh, the golden years, the good ones yeah. faded away for you. Yeah. A little it bit. got weird. Did it? I wouldn't know. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't watch it. So Titans. AJ Brown is he could have fallen into the category of league winner to me for the rest of the season. With Derrick Henry out and AJ Brown's talent. I, I would have liked him as like a a, a league winner resurgent with Henry on the field more. Mm-hmm. I feel like the offense just has a lot more to offer with Henry on the field. And A.J. Brown proved last week and I think the week before that that, yeah, he had some weird usage and some weird injury issues going on earlier, but he is uber-talented and a stud. So um, I hope that continues with Henry out for six to ten weeks, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Julio coming back would help quite a bit. I think that Tanhill is in play every other week, but in this one, I don't, I don't like the Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and now Von Miller thing this week. I think Titan, I think Tanhill's going to get sacked a, a, a <laughs> so number too. of times, and it's going to yeah. be gross. Um, mm-hmm. Even last week against Indy, there were just a lot of situations where you could tell he held onto the ball a little too long. He couldn't make a decision in time, and either had a sack or scrambled for his life or this or that, but that's not going to be the case against the Rams. The, the Rams, they're going to sack you. That's, that's going to mm-hmm. be the end of it. Yeah. So. Jalen Ramsey is going to be on AJ Brown in this game. I like AJ Brown. I like Ryan Tannehill rest of the season. I don't like in this game. I got the Rams winning this one. This is too much, too much has happened for both teams in very, very graphically different directions for this to make me feel good. In this game, Titans on the road. I mean, it's unfortunate. Henry in prime time would have been fun, but um, they'll they'll do it. They'll rally around Ryan Tannehill. They'll play good football. That's there you go. Um, I think you're starting up all your Rams, including Robert Woods, who had two touchdowns this past week. Higby, are you going to play Cooper Cup uh, in this game? I don't know. Kind of game time decision, but yeah, I'll probably slot him in. Over under 200 yards receiving for Cooper Cup in this game. I think over 100 easy. Yeah, I, I would I would take that over. And Monday Night Football: Chicago Bears, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Bears. Hey, Justin Fields. We got a Justin Fields sighting, Matt. Hey, he looked he looked just okay this past week, including one wild fourth down rushing touchdown where he ran probably 120 yards east west, but finally got himself in the end zone. But we saw a flash of what he could be. What do you think of the Bears? I think that's neat. Um I'm still gonna gonna mark up <laughs> the Steelers as a winner. Not that I think that's a sure thing. I mm-hmm. I don't have any faith in the Bears until until they just look better. I know they have a few wins on the year, but ew. 
Steelers are minus six and a half in this game. Sounds right to me. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger is old busted. Justin Fields is too young. So <laughs> I don't know. Hey, but Darnell Mooney is getting a lot of targets from Justin Fields. We already talked about on Robinson. You're not doing anything with him. Khalil Herbert, Matt. He's looking really good in replacement of David Montgomery. He was a way to go. I, I was kind of on the Damian Williams bandwagon, but uh, I picked wrong. So those of you Herbert truthers, uh, you're getting paid off here. You're probably not going to have uh, too much luck, I think, once Montgomery comes back, whatever that ends up being. But enjoy it while you can. I didn't realize, actually, last week. So, oh gosh, not that you need to know. Khalil Herbert, he, re- he rushed 23 times. 23 rushes for 72 yards. That's not very good. That's pretty crappy, in fact. But still, that's a lot of of rushes. Damian Williams had two rushes for a total of minus three yards. It should be noted that he got injured there. And he oh, actually... He really? I didn't yeah, know that. He, he drew the start over Herbert. So that was a surprise. Um, got knocked back a couple yards at the beginning and couldn't make them up before he went out with an injury. So I don't, I don't see this being a thing that eats into Herbert later on, but it's a knee injury, but I haven't heard anything else besides it's just a knee injury here. Oh, the David Montgomery thing. I thought that was weird too. Uh, Damian Williams is. An oh, but what is David Montgomery's injury? Because it was like a, a it's it wasn't a torn anything. It was like a sprain, sprained knee or some shit. Now there's like a, a collusion, like knee injury thing here in uh, a a what Chicago? Not collusion. Uh, conspiracy. Everybody's coming up with knee injuries that we don't know anything about. Mm, it's like a lower body injury for hockey or upper body injury. Like, do you remember that game? This is like a Blues, uh, like Predators game, and the Predators players in the playoffs, like his leg got destroyed against the boards. He's a guy like tripped up, crashed in the boards, clearly destroyed his leg, like just destroyed his leg, and then like right afterwards, he's out the rest of the game lower body injury you can just say it his leg fell off I like, you know. saw the bone yeah it well that was it because it, there it was one of those like it was such a bad break that they were like we got to get him he's, he's in like critical care for a while because yeah. of like uh arterial punctures and stuff like that Epsis so it's and all that kind of shit yeah so but they're like lower <laughs> lower body injury or or a guy always got like a puck to the face he's just pouring blood out of his nose and mouth and they're like upper body injury <laughs> that's hilarious like yeah it's not helpful anywho what are we talking about bears Steelers. now what do you think of deontay johnson and chase claypool in this offense in this game and i don't own either of them which kind of clouds my uh knowledge of them but i think chase claypool is the one that i see more uh in big play situations who I kind of want more of my team, Deontay Johnson, I think it's the volume, but I like the upside of Claypool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Najee Harris. He, uh, I think is up there. I want to draft Najee Harris in like the top three next year. Like I was talking about with JTT, 
but I don't know what that offense is going to be without Ben Roethlisberger. You know what I mean? So you're assuming he's gone next year? Has he said that? I would hope. I mean, before the season, he was. It looks like he wants nothing else besides to just like eat cheeseburgers and drink butt heavies on (laughs) his recliner while he watches football, and he's just out there playing football. It's like. Why are you doing this to yourself, man? Yeah, come on. Dude. Retire. What are you yeah, what are you doing? You think you're going to win the Super Bowl? Why are you here? Guarantee Peyton and Eli would have you on them with the Monday night thing. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, you can chat there. They're going to do that. They're going to do that. We're going to watch them go, oh, I see now. You you can't speak. <laughs> oh, you rape people. And with that, <laughs> and with that, I think that covers week nine, Matt. Anything else you want to add for these game breakdowns? No, I think that's about it. That's about it. All right. Well, well, thanks everyone. Thanks for sticking around for this entire time. Episode one was 102. I think it was episode 102. It's in the books. Go to chumpsandchampspodcast.com and go to chumpsandchampspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your emails. If you want us to read your questions on air. That'd be pretty rad. And buy some merch. Got some onesies that uh, Matt's little baby and my little baby are going to wear. It's going to be super, super hot. What's up? Yeah. Good. <laughs> the onesies. All right. Well, Matt, close us out. And remember, have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs>